Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 313. Release the Horde! Hello, Albert. How are you doing today? Doing great, Julius. How are you? I hear you are ready for the oncoming horde. I think so. I've got my own little horde here. <laughs> little horde of cats. <laughs> Understandable. So today, I know we uh, referenced this in the last podcast, so we're going to be talking about Sky Tier Horde. Uh, this was one that I've been wanting to review for a while, and I was inspired to go ahead and review it based on the game that you had last week. So mm-hmm. this one is similar kind of mechanically, maybe a little, in that this game feels like a magic-type game uh, as a match the gathering where you build the deck and you send it against your enemies. And then, in this case, it's just that the enemy is a computer or a cardboard computer-controlled game. Ah, okay. So, so you're playing with a your phone or your laptop or something like that. No, you're not playing with your phone. It's it's a cardboard computer. It's 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 a automata. Oh. It's it's gotcha. a deck of okay. cards controlling the bad guys. So, kind of similar to Magic: The Gathering in that you have you know spells that you cast and you summon and you send out and things like that and the other guy has his own set of spells and summons that he puts out and you go one-on-one and you keep fighting Ah, okay before i forget you know last week we talked about the rise of the conate the uh world breakers game and i did get some feedback from the designer um ellie ellie amir about the issues i had with it specifically and he mentioned that the expansion has changed the solo game so i can't tell you if it's good or bad or anything just that it's different there are there are now difficulty levels. I had complained that the first one was way too hard and whatnot. So now there's a standard, hard, and con level, and standard is the most accessible one, obviously. Sort of, oh, sort of like the uh, Starbucks coffee, where the the sizes name sounds weird. And then the second comment he made is the the deck building in the expansion. You still don't have free access to all the cards, but you do have a pool of cards, and you can build your own deck. From that pool, so you, you don't, and unless I'm misunderstanding, but so you don't have the entire set of cards available, and that's partially, I think, because you're playing against AI that's using some of those cards. So, if anybody's interested and they heard the last episode and they hear this episode, now they have some information. Fair enough. And now back mm-hmm. to Sky Tier Horde. Okay, thank you. So. Again, for Sky Tier Horde, this is a Ballard type game where you are going to be pitting all of your allies and your minions against their enemy minions, and their goal is to destroy your castle, your goal is to destroy their portal. Last man standing wins. Got it. Okay, so they have a castle, you have a portal. No, you have a castle, they have a portal. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> okay, I have a castle, the the cardboard computer has a portal. Yes. Got it. Okay. You've nailed it. You've got you got the long and the short of it. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to play then. Bring it on. You actually are. It really doesn't have a lot of complexity to be able to get started. Um, let's talk about the components that come with it. The first component that is going to be most important is the board. Um, it is a teeny tiny little board because this is actually a lane controlled game. There are six lanes that you will be able to deploy your guys to and that they will be able to deploy their guys to. So whenever you play a card, you play it to one of these six lanes. And there are two like cardboard 
rulers, essentially, which you lay on your table to denote where the lanes are. There are like playmats and more deluxe versions of these, but yeah, all you really need is just the markers to show where your six lanes are. You could probably even just do it by visualizing it if you wanted, but the markers are nice. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the entirety of the board. Everything else is going to be card and token based. In terms of tokens, the only tokens that come with it are wound tokens or on the flip side, health tokens. So these are just a note that often most of the enemies and your allies will have a certain amount of health, like three, five, six, whatever it is. And you'll lay tokens on them if they get damaged through fighting or other spells. When they have tokens equal to their health, they're dead. Some of the enemies or abilities will let them gain extra ones. So if you flip over a token, it has a plus on it. So that's extra bonus health that it has. Um, There are also attack and weaken tokens because each enemy has a health stat and an attack stat. And mm-hmm. these either boost or boost or inhibit, debuff, whatever. Sure. Boost like or weaken um, the attack stat of them. And there's also armor and pierce tokens that things can gain armor, which will negate the first point of damage that they get. And so you have to get through that armor. So there are armor tokens to mark that. In addition, there are mana tokens. So over the course of the game, you'll be able to collect mana in various and sundry ways. And the opponent, the horde, will be able to collect mana in various and sundry ways. The lane markers are marked from 0 to 10. Negative 1 to 10, but the negative 1 is just there. Um, (laughs) But they are marked from 0 to 10. And in order to track your mana, you will move your mana token up and down the lane markers to be able to show how much mana it is that you have. So if a card costs six mana to cast and you have six mana, you move it all the way down to the zero. If you gain three, you move it up to three. And so it's just a little slide that goes up and down. Nothing to really get a fancy for mana. Mana is not like in magic where you get it all back every turn. You have to continue to build it up. So that's why it is tracked that way. I see. Okay. But it's got the same name, which is convenient. Mana? Yes. <laughs> so, some of this is kind of classic in terms of summon and spells and things like that because you are essentially a wizard or a warrior or a general whatever it is with access to magic throwing spells from your fortress Mm -hmm. at monsters running out of a demonic portal so yeah pretty classic trope yeah yeah pretty much it sounds like magic in every other game like that you know the uh world breakers etc (laughs) etc yeah i mean it is from a more expanded universe, the universe of Sky Tier, which is a MOBA, which is an actual computer game. And ah, okay. there is a miniatures version of it. Um, so there is like more story and stuff surrounding them, but like it's pretty classic fantasy from what I've seen of it. So yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And that's basically, we're just inserting about the theme as we're going through there. It's just classic fantasy. Nothing stand out. Yep. Nothing to see. Move along. Yeah. Um, Continuing on the components, though, there are all the cards. Um, There's three different type of, well, let's let's talk about the main types of cards. There are the good guy cards and the bad guy cards. That's the Alliance and the Horde. Alliance is this big, bold, white and yellow backs. Hordes is dark, purple, evil one. There's also some like token or other type cards. It's like the portals that they're coming out of have cards, the outsiders, which is the boss of cards. There's some minion, which is their like back rank cards. Uh, there's your castle card, which is a special ability you have. So there's all sorts of cards. 
um, all the cards. It's very magic-y. There's a big, nice-looking piece of art on top, a title, uh, and then below it, there's text. In general, absolutely no issues with the cards. All of the icons, with one exception I'll get to in just a moment, all of the icons are pretty clean, pretty visible. It's very easy to be able, when you're playing the game, read the text, know what stuff it's giving you, if it's giving you extra mana, if it's giving you how many how many bad guys are coming out of it. No real issues with like any of that. Bar for one. Um, when you, you do have the ability to deck build, you actually have the ability to deck build both the enemy cards and your cards. So you can pick certain segments or difficulties and insert them into the deck. When you say deck building, are you talking about construction or in-game building? Construction. Okay. Deck construction. So you can construct the level of difficulty deck that you want to face off against. Um, and you do that by picking a certain horde set. Like if you want to face off against like the undead or the whatever it is, they have all sorts of funky names to them, like the Nupten or I can't even name them all. But they have all sorts of funky names for them. You have to look at a tiny little icon in the bottom of it to be able to see it. These are even smaller than the icons in Arkham Horror, which I already critique as being a little bit hard to identify um, <laughs> often enough for me. But they're there. It's a game made for a younger eyes. Yeah. The same thing exists. <laughs> that that tiny icon type thing is through through a number of things that the there's an icon for when you are able to deck construct your own decks there are rules based on which castle it is that you pick about what alliance you can have and things like that so again you have to look at the small icons on the bottom of them to be able to tell whether or not it's allowed in your deck with the portal cards there's different portal cards based on um what level of difficulties that you're playing and if you're playing solo cooperative or competitive which Solo is the way to go, but yeah. Okay, so there's also competitive mode. I got the impression it was just cooperative. There is a competitive mode. It really is a co- is a solo game. Uh, it's primarily designed for it. Everything ah, else is kind yeah. of added on. Um, but there are different game modes, and so there's different portals. And again, there's a tiny little icon for each of those to be able to see which one it is. It's awkward. Mm. <laughs> awkward a little bit. Uh-huh. So that is one that is just a negative about being able to see it. I just wish those icons would have been a bit bigger or a little bit more distinct. They're doable. I'm like, it's not impossible, but it's not easy. Fortunately, you don't have to, it's not something that has to hit you during game. And in fact, it's good for it when you're playing the game to not be immediately obvious because it, it doesn't, it would detract otherwise when you're playing the game. So it's a hard thing to kind of balance. I think they pushed it a little bit more to being unobtrusive and away from visible. Um, The other small negative I have, and this is more just an opportunity for me to add some bling to my own game, the way the portals work. On the portal card, in addition to having some text on the bottom that shows what it is, there's a ring around the portal. So there's four different directions, up, left, right, down. And every round, you will advance the portal one step, which means you rotate the portal 90 degrees. And that will indicate how many enemies are going to be coming out. So like at the beginning of the game, it could be that more enemies are going to be coming out. And then as you destroy the portal, there's going to be less and less. Um, 
and until you finally fully destroy the portal, and at which point in time no more anything can come out. At that point in time, it's just mop up the boss. The way you and so again, you have to physically rotate that card to be able to do that. You are in this case rotating a rectangular card. The icons on or the text on the bottom disappears. It's health or not that disappears. You have to read it from an angle. It's mm-hmm. health and it's mana boost is no longer correctly oriented. Um, so all those things just sort of end up just being harder to see. The card is not like it's just a regular sized playing card. It's not one that is designed to constantly be rotated. It's not a square or circle card. So I wish there would have been a token that instead of Mm -hmm. rotating the card, there would be a token with a circle in it where you rotate this token around the board, around that card to indicate what's coming next, because then it stays oriented and then there's a token that shows what it is. It would have been very easy, in my opinion, to have just added a token. And in fact, I have a little like shiny glass disc, a green glass disc to indicate that's the portal and what it's summoning next time. I've been thinking about adding some more to make it look portal E mm-hmm. further because I have my cricket and I have fun doing things like that, but I haven't yet, but it's, it feels like it's something that should have been done. I'm just taking the opportunity to fix it. No big. Yep. That, I use my one player guild coin for stuff like that. It's perfect. Mm. Probably is a little bit big. It fits on the card. It. This is a tiny little one character on a regular oh tune up by three and a half card. <laughs> so it fits on a card. It fills the card. Probably. Yes. Yeah, it kind of does. Probably not but what it works. looking for. <laughs> it does. So, yeah, I just wish that was a little bit more um, visible. <laughs> or mm. not visible, a little more of a, a token playing for it. But. I'm probably going to come up with some even cooler stuff for it. I have I have plans to make bling for that, just for that one piece. I'm sure I'll get to it at one time. Yeah. Sooner or later. Sooner or later, exactly. So that is uh, all of the components. By and large, they're pretty standard components. Nothing to particularly blow you away. The art is nice. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. blown away by any of it. It just looks nice. It's good. Yeah. It's nice. It, it looks a little colorful from what some of the art does anyway, from what I saw. Mm-hmm. It, you know, looks like magic, but the the card style with the black borders and those numbers on the bottom reminds me of some some collectible card game from the 90s that, that didn't make it. And I can't figure out which one it is, but boy, does it look familiar. I mean, it's a pretty, it's, I mean, it's just a standard yeah. design for cards of so many card games. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. Yeah, it is. I, I wonder what game I'm thinking of, though, because boy, boy, it just really makes my, my, uh, my spidey senses tingle here. This is familiar. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. So that is all about the components and coincidentally about the theme. Albert, what would you like to hear about next? Hopefully the rules, because that's what. Yeah, be that's kind of actually what I was going to pick the rules. I want to know about the rules now. I'm I'm ready to figure out how to play. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you how to play. I'm just going to tell you about the rules, and then okay. I'll tell you how to play. Ah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rule the, book. Okay. The rule book. Yes, the rule book goes through. It's perfectly adequate for being able to play the game. Again, this is not a game where, in terms of play, there's a lot to it. You probably could pick up the entirety of the game 
from the first two pages and then figure out some of the other stuff as you go through it. There's not, I mean, it's not a super complex game. So the rules explain very well the way you play very well explains, explains it in terms of order of how the game is played. It has some good highlights about, Hey, here's something that you may have not been aware of. It, it pulls out key concepts. I can't tell you how important it is for things to tell you key concept, something you may not have guessed because we're doing something different than many other games. Key concept. Um, even sometimes when it's not like a different thing, you be on the lookout for those key concepts because they're key. So it does a good job <laughs> yeah. of explaining those things and pulling those things out uh, and strategy tips along the way. Classic good rules. No issues with that. Yeah, the layout looks nice. It's, it's like 16 pages and it doesn't look very crowded. Not a ton of information on each page. It looks like it's easy to, to flip through it. All the... The section headers are nice, bold, and banners, colorful banners, so they're just easy to spot. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it seems like a good reference book. I, I will say some of that's 16, so the, the rules themselves yeah. stop after like page 9, yeah, page yeah. 10, and then the rest of it is, hey, here's some extra things you can have. It has a glossary for all the terms that are in the games. It has like there's i think a page of stuff you might not have realized on it or maybe that's in their edition um they've actually issued like clarifications like a fac so Mm -hmm. they're they're being pretty dedicated to be able to make sure it's clear so i I like that i approve of that i know they've made uh, i i have backed the kickstarter for the next expansion of it and i will probably review that one when it comes out but um they've tried to make it even more clear in that one. I think I'm not sure if they did. I guess we'll figure that out. Get to it. (laughs) So yeah. Um, Perfectly good for the rules. No issues with that. Yep. Yep. Just glancing at it. I have to say I agree. seems like a well done rule book. So moving on to gameplay, since I know Albert's been, just waiting to hear about this part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to see how it's like magic and not like magic. Sure. So let me run through just briefly about the various phases, because I think that's going to be the easiest way to explain how to play. Uh, the first phase is the refresh phase. So the portals will give you a certain amount of mana every round based upon whatever level you're at. So you get mana from the portals and it's whatever's depicted on the bottom of them and it can change by difficulty and how many portals you've gone through. Uh, you'll then ready all of your cards. So if anything else is exhausted, uh, you refresh it. Exhausting this game is not by tapping it, by rotating it. Exhausting this game is you pull it away from the center. Um which can be interesting and keep a track of things, especially if you have two rows of things, but it is what it is. Uh, so that's how things exhaust. Um, and then after that, you'll have the horde phase. So now it's time for the game to summon bad stuff. You look at the portal, whichever one is up, I say in quotes, because again, I use the token, but whichever portal number is active, you will draw that many horde cards from the deck and you will play them out. If it's an enemy, it goes onto the next available lane. If it is a spell or an effect or a boost or whatever it is, you put it wherever it is that it goes. Um, Often some of the more difficult 
um, portal, some of the more difficult horde cards will give you additional mana. So if it hits you with a particularly strong attack, it's going to give you an additional boost to be able to attack things. Um, hmm. At that point in time, you will then have your punching bags ready. It is your turn to do things. You will be able to play all of your cards and do stuff with them. So all the cards have a mana cost at the top of them. So you play it either an enemy, either a ally or spell by paying that mana cost. If you have it, when you play an ally, you will play it to a lane. Uh, You can theoretically play it unengaged. So it's not messing with any of the minions or you can play it engaged uh, so that it hangs out with the monsters. There are some back row minions that are currently not, engaged with anyone if the minions are left alive at the end of the round you'll have to discard a card from your deck for each minion left alive um if you deck yourself you also lose so the minions might seem more innocuous because they're not going to damage your castle and they're not anything you have to deal with immediately but they will deck you if you don't deal with them and on the harder difficulties uh they get extra bonus health so they will deck you if you don't deal with them. So you, when you play an ally, you can engage one of those minions, in which case you can fight and defeat them. Um, or you can just move and, and move them around or use any of their abilities. So like sometimes they'll exhaust or just once per turn or deal a damage to them to add a damage to something else. All sorts of different abilities that you have very similar to magic and many other games where you get to, you know, play cards and take abilities and take turns with them. All sorts of different things that they have with them. There is a certain sort of segmentation to the deck. Like one of the decks is red and it wants to deal with burn spells and boosting your guys. One of them is green and it wants to deal with making towers that, are very defensive and there's blue that wants to deal with like broad amounts of allies and things like that. So there are decks that have themes to them. And again, you can mix and match if you like, or you just play a deck. If you just want to play a pre-constructed deck after you are done spending your mana and killing. Oh, one important thing. Yes. Oh, I'll get to that in a second, actually. So, After you are done fighting, it's now going to be time for a treachery. So if you've gone and made sure, hey, I can exactly defeat or exactly stop this certain thing, well, issues might come up. You will flip over the top card of the horde deck and place it on a certain card. There are different types of treacheries. Um, There could be a treachery on the left or the right, or there could be a boost on the left or the right. If something gets boosted, you are adding an extra attack or two to the monster on the farthest left or farthest right. So if you have specifically timed it out to like, I'm sure my guy's going to survive, I'll get to use him twice, and then it throws a treachery at you, well, sucks to be you. (laughs) You no longer get that. It is boosted. Um, Additionally, there are also some treachery cards that can happen. Treachery cards, it's a card, and again, it says left or right on it, and it will boost a certain card. So will I give it poison or death touch or flying? Or, and I'm using magic terms, but it'll give them special abilities, and it'll add it on, and it'll do all sorts of stuff and nonsense to these cards. Do you play magic much? I have before, yes. Yeah, okay. Is it because I'm using magic terms? 
Yeah, it just made me wonder about that. It's like, are you familiar with it or not? Which I figured you were. And if any listeners it. don't know, when we say magic, we're not talking about like magic spells and that sort of thing. We're talking about Magic the Gathering. Just, <laughs> yes, just to be a, clear. That's a good point to clear up. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I I used to play a ton when it first came out and then stopped when I moved to San Francisco like in 95. And now my son and I play once in a while, but not too often. I, I haven't played very much at all recently. Um, but frankly, I actually like listening in the background to people playing Commander games. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, moving on. So after you do the, the boost phase, the treachery phase, you actually get to fight. So at this point in time, everything gets to fight everything else. Um, you will, if the, you have a face-off, so then each of the two, so the ally and the monster, get to deal damage to each other. If one of them dies, they die. Damage is dealt at the same time. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless you have some card that gives you like first strike, damage is dealt at the same time. Um, if something is unopposed, it will deal damage. If they're unopposed, they will deal damage to your castle. If you're unopposed, you deal damage to their portal. And again, your goal is to continue to defeat the portal and then defeat uh, the boss. Mm-hmm. So you must deal some damage to the portal. You can choose, once the portal is a little bit beat to the bosses come out, you can choose not to finish off the portal. Uh, definitely a strategy decision, but you must at least do some damage to the portal. Uh, you will do it lane by lane, so from left to right, and sometimes as things fight, they may trigger other abilities, which may mess with how stuff is happening in the other right and left, and stuff will happen. Um, if you manage to defeat something you get to draw a card. This is the only way to naturally draw cards, unless you have a oh. card that lets you draw cards. So many games, it's like you have an upkeep phase where you get to draw a card per round. In this one, that is not true. The only time that you are going to get to draw cards is when you're killing their things. Each time you kill a card you get to draw a card. So you have to make sure that you're continuing to build up steady damage. Wow. Okay. That is interesting. That, that forces you to stay engaged and fight. I like that idea. Yeah. You got to stay well? in it. It does. Yes. Okay. Because that keeps, there's a constant amount of pressure. There's no turtling in this. This is not a defensive game. This puts you on the offensive at all times. If you try to go defensive, you're not going to get any cards. You're not going to be able to advance anything. You may have some magic, but you need you need cards. So you have to remain engaged and you have to keep moving forward on things. Plus, there's also that pillaging I talked about where minions that are left alive will make you deck will make you discard cards from your deck oh. and you could end up decking yourself. Um, and if you deck yourself, so you can either lose if you deck yourself or you can lose if your castle takes 20 damage. And so, again, you need to get in there and kill those minions. Otherwise, you will deck yourself. So hmm. it it is very effective at making sure that you remain engaged and remain fighting. Okay. I like that. that that's a nice, simple way to deal with it. It sounds like it could also be frustrating if, if for whatever reason, you can't kill stuff. You've, well, yeah. that's why I'm saying there's there's a punching bag around just about. 
So mm-hmm. there's there's pretty consistently punching bags coming out. Some of the decks are better at giving you opportunities to draw cards, like green, for example, has various effects that lets you draw extra cards. Um, the de- the castle that it recommends starting with, you can spend a magic to draw a card. Um, so, you know, there are there are things to do with it uh, to be able to make that curve a bit easier. But yeah, in essence, it's forcing you to get in there and fight. Okay, you said uh, there's pre-constructed decks. I haven't noticed anything in the rules about them. You haven't noticed anything about the pre-constructed decks? Nope. If they're in there, it's 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 well hidden in the text. Like, is it is it like you just get all the cards of one color or something like that? Yeah, or? essentially, yes. Okay. I'm trying to see where it mentions it, but yes, um, essentially, pick up a deck of a single color and use that. Um, trying to see where it says in the rules. Customizing decks. Out of the box, you can choose from three difficult levels for each level just by changing the sub portals. Oh, that's not it. Building alliance decks. There you go. It's under building alliance decks. So there's a general rule, and so you pick ones. But essentially, if you want, you just pick a single card color. Um, so of one of the four different ones, or extra if you have you know expansions or stuff. So you pick one of the colors and just play all of that one color. Uh, if you want to build your own deck, you pick a castle. And so if you're building a color, excuse me, you get to pick one of the two castles of that color. If you want to build your own one, you pick a castle card, and then they have specific rules about what has to go in it. So usually it's like the team leader for that castle, and then people who sync well with that guy. Ah, sort of like the Arkham Horror card game where you where you pick your hero and then it tells you which which uh I forget what they're called, which colors you're able to use with that hero. Essentially. Um it's a little more broad than that. Actually, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if it is more broad. <laughs> yeah, it's that's pretty much like that. You pick a castle and it tells you which colors you can have. It's yeah, that that's a that's a good way of analogizing it. There are a couple of extra modes. So that's basically all. You you play through round after round, uh, advancing the portal after every round. So again, you rotate it around and keep they get to draw a card and do bad stuff. You get to play as much cards as you can and try and beat up their guys. After you defeat the portal for the first time, the boss, the outsider, will come out. Usually what you have to do is you defeat the outsider once and he goes to his second stage. Very, very uh, video gamey. You haven't seen my final form. And so then he comes <laughs> up with this final form. <laughs> if you beat the final form, you win. Um, if you destroy the portal, he stops generally summoning bad guys. So keep keep fighting and keep dealing it out. Uh, definitely some of the time as you start to build towards the end. I haven't seen so many games where it's like stressed down to the last, down to the wire. Am I going to get it? Am I not? Usually as I start beating up to him, as I'm turning the corner to get to his second side, I'm like, all right, we got it. We're doing this. Or, and generally this times well with when I'm playing on the harder difficulties. All right, we're, we're sinking. We're down to three health <laughs> on our castle. Um, the second version is coming and this is going to be its final form and we're probably not going to make it. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen it maintain that tension all the way to the end of the game. Um, but again, that could just be how it is that I'm playing and <laughs> the fact that I'm feeling um, pretty beaten and bruised before we get up to that stage. So 
that could just be a skill level thing. <laughs> That's interesting. So I, I, I'm not sure how I feel about the idea that it's obvious that you're going to win when there's still some time left to go. Cause that kind of takes a little bit of the fun away. Yeah. But there's extra difficulties. So you can play with like, there's the, for essentially what you do is the portals will summon more monsters on the higher difficulties. And so when there's summoning more monsters, um, there are harder monsters coming. There's it's harder to survive. There's more cards you have to play. You have to be more efficient with your magic. You have to make better decisions about what to play and when, whereas on the lower difficulties, like, Oh, it, it's a dude, uh, stomp done. I have extra magic to like set up for next round. And by the time you get to the second version, you're like, dude, I'm set up. I've got all six lanes covered. I've got uh, like, you're coming out, but I'm going to destroy your portal immediately. Like mm-hmm. what you gonna do. So <laughs> they got to push it, it as if it pushes the margins and you have to be more efficient it, on the efficiency. I'm just simply not able to make it on the harder difficulties. The harder difficulties are harder. I'm going to continue to try cause I'm having fun. I'm having fun trying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, I guess it is also sometimes sometimes it's fun when uh when you could wallop the enemy and do like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do like fifty four points this final round and kill you three times over. Ah yeah. <laughs> that is especially fun when I'm playing cooperative with my son. He he likes especially yeah. doing the these the moves where like, so Oh look, he's here. Oh look, he's flat. When my son was a lot younger, we played Star Realms, he would love to like wait, 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 you didn't kill me yet. Let's play another round so I could do hundred and seven points to you or something like that. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Yeah, let's see how much damage you could could have done if I hadn't beat you already. <laughs> exactly. Well, all right, okay. So, so the gameplay generally sounds pretty fun. I definitely agree. The gameplay sounds fun. It it is quite typical. It feels like you're playing a version of Magic or any of those card battlers. You know, Lorcana at this point in time is another one ashes like there's no real unique mechanics out of it except for the fact that it's really solo friendly you get to play a game of magic without having another player that you're playing with mm-hmm. and, and without and, the uh the scope creep of having to get more and more and more and more cards eh, we're working there they've already got one <laughs> expansion out yeah but that's not the same not yeah it's not a cards. trading card game <laughs> Yeah. Besides the uh, the issues with like the rotating and tiny little numbers, is there anything about the game you found fiddly or, or frustrating while you play? Nope. Pretty smooth. Pretty yeah. smooth. I found all that well. It wasn't a lot of upkeep or fillingness being able to play allies, move things around, engage minions. Um, no, not at all. Okay. And you didn't mention anything like. Mm-hmm. I would like to have a, a play mat at one point in time to be able to note spots of the minions because sometimes I forget, like, have I moved them away? Are they exhausted or are they actually far away? Then I have to kind of, like, remember what I've done. So it's not too hard to do that. Um, but that's just simply thing. Like, having a more full play mat will solve that problem. I'm going to get the more full play mat. Gotcha. And it doesn't ha- have any mana like Magic does where at the end of the game... It- if you're not careful about how you shuffle or put your cards back, you're going to get a huge clump of mana cards in nope. your deck. You don't really nope. have anything like that. Nope. The portal nice, gives okay. you every round consistently. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, it sounds like a decent game then. 
And it is available, and there's an expansion that's coming out. Is it on Kickstarter or anything like that, the expansion? Uh, The expansion was on GameFound. I think it's still available for pre-order there. Uh, So you can get it. It comes with a nicer storage box. The storage on this one doesn't. You can't store the cards upright to make it easier to organize the different sets and things. Uh, But it's coming. More, More stuff is coming. Nice. Okay, and how much is the game? Retails for like forty bucks, maybe something like that. That's what I saw. Okay, fifty, fifty on the on their website. So probably forty bucks online. And the deluxe collector bundle is only one hundred and forty nine. <laughs> They're all in. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, and the all in gets you nice stuff because looking at it, I mean, there's plastic tokens and all that kind of thing. Yes. The the big play. <clears throat> Excuse me. The big play mat. Why not? Yes. All, all the good stuff and the big castle cards, all, all the good bling. Um, by the way, just, just to mention the two, the way the two cooperative and competitive modes work. Um, with the cooperative mode, essentially just everyone gets mana, but card draws. Um, only one player gets a card draw when you destroy a minion, <laughs> so you're still hampered by card draw. Um, mm-hmm. But you have to spend mana from you know to play each decks, so it's a little bit easier on mana. Um, and you want to sync up between the two decks and see if you can do cool stuff. If you're playing competitive, uh, instead of just having a you know cardboard computer where it flips a card and does a thing, <laughs> the the computer the person can spend their own set of mana to play hoard cards and do worse stuff. So they have extra abilities to play monsters face down. Uh, trigger trap cards, mm-hmm. uh, challenge move move things move around the good guy, the alliance side. So a couple extra abilities. I've never played it. I probably never will play it because this is. It, I mean, there's n- nothing in it. <laughs> like all of the icons support the idea that this is a solo game. If you're playing this, we have to like remember, oh, this is two mana or one mana or whatever it is. And like, it's not designed for it. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to. Like, I'll play any of the other head to head games that are designed to be head to head. Gotcha. Okay. That, I was about to ask you about that, actually. I was wondering if you played the competitive game. Nope. Probably never will. All right. Well, Julius, should we tear on out of here? <laughs> I think we will, Albert. Very well done. All right. (laughs) Until next week, everyone. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus and can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.